0: On safari, a saboteur replaces another tourist's bug repellent with giraffe pheromones. As that long-necked spotted mammal grabs them by the windpipe and hauls them out the open top of the Jeep, the victim spells out OMG in ASL. Is it a clue to the murder? Is it a hint at the motive? No. It's Dying Message, the Detective Anime Mystery Podcast. Welcome to Dying Message, where each week we watch detective anime along with a mystery guest. Today's case, Detective Academy Q, episode 35, Bomb of the Terrifying Gem. I'm your lead investigator, Noah Max-Levine, but right now I'm telling a suspect using my clever disguise, disembodied voice on a podcast. Joining me is our resident anime expert, Michael Savitsky, and sometimes when we're recording multiple episodes in a row, I don't know what to banter about. So Michael, do you have any ideas? Uh, No. Maybe you can just say the word banter a few times. Banter, banter, banter. <laughs> okay, great. What have you got
1: for us today, Mike? <laughs> well, we got a new opening, so let's talk about the new opening. Uh, right, there's
0: a new song at the start of this episode.
1: Yeah, there's actually not super a lot to talk about because it's not a lot of new stuff. Uh, the name of the song is 100% Pure or Hyak Pasento Pure, as they say in the song. Uh, it's by Pipo Angels, which we all know I love. That wonderful group of magazine models that they threw together to sing the previous opening theme.
0: (laughs) Are you talking about um, Lovely Merry-Go-Round? Yes. So it's the same as the very last. Yes, same as
1: Lovely Merry-Go-Round. And uh, I watched the music video for this one, and it is also kind of dumb.
0: I haven't seen it yet.
1: They are at a Catholic school in school uniforms. They spend a lot of time in this weird little chapel, which is like an extra tacky version of a Christian church um (laughs) and what wait 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 wait. i don't know a
0: chapel extra what makes a christian church extra tacky
1: the the weird polished brass everywhere the like votive candles and a giant glass display that looks like a teardrop it was very weird polka dots Mm, no polka dots what was the other thing? Oh, yeah. I don't know if it was, like, an editing choice or they just couldn't get this very simple dance right even once. But every time they showed them doing, like, this, like, arm-waving dance, it, like, the frames jump like they're editing together multiple shots. <laughs> I wasn't into it. <laughs> I'm going to
0: have to watch the music video.
1: I don't have a lot of faith in the ongoing career of the Peepo Angels. we yeah. in the future. They already stopped doing things.
0: Well, we need to bring on our mystery guest so that we can uh, introduce him and, and get to talking about that song uh, mm-hmm. and all of that. Um for those of you who are listening to the podcast for the first time, we're going to introduce our mystery guest. We're going to talk through this episode of anime. If you haven't seen it yet and you want to great, you don't have to, but we are going to spoil. Um, uh, was there, was there anything in this episode to spoil? I don't know, but we're going to spoil it. We're going to spoil (laughs) the ending. Whatevs. So, our guest this episode, really excited to have him with us. He is an improviser, a host of the bi-weekly comedy show Hold Up for the Washington Improv Theater, and one time he solved the mystery of the Pokemon trading cards. I've cracked the case. It's Derek Hayes. Hey, wow. Yes. (laughs) We're all very lucky because I wrote Washington Improv Theory, but when I read it, I said the right thing out loud. (laughs) A a pro's pro. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Derek... We're recording this episode uh, on a very specific day in November. <laughs> of a good one. But I'll ask you a more general quarantine question. Yeah, um, have you picked up any quarantine hobbies like since March and this all has been going on? Oh,
2: um, I would say I walk. That's been a hobby. You know, walking's been good. It's healthy for everyone. I also, I don't know. I, I I play games more. I guess. I don't know. I I have, I have a PS4 and I've been playing those um it's it's not a new hobby it's just a more intense hobby during quarantine you know during uh yeah (laughs) times but you know you know you try to you try to stay structured and try to stay uh nothing's coming to mind i've lost some hobbies you want to talk about improv dying
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh you have a lot of opinions on that (laughs) well speaking of speaking of improv uh Derek was actually the buddy in uh, my Improv 101 class. That's right. Although Fair none story. of us knew that you were the buddy <laughs> until like the next to last class. So we all just thought you were way better
0: than us. <laughs> a pro's pro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, despite us having had many Philadelphia improv comedian guests on this podcast, we are not a Philadelphia improv comedy <laughs> <laughs> podcast. <laughs> But rather than, rather than solving the mystery of, of what's going on in the improv <laughs> world, let's, let's talk about mystery uh, content. So the mystery genre is super popular. You see it in books, movies, podcasts. You, people used to go like physically to eat dinner together and watch a murder mystery play. You might remember that. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, you, do you do mysteries at all or any of those sorts of things?
2: Uh, I actually did my first one of those murder mystery dinners, uh, it was around this time last year actually, went out to a a friend of a friend's house, and yeah, it's about a a two, three hour excursion, I was the killer actually, Um, (laughs) so that was a fun wrinkle of the first time experience, but uh, yeah, 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 and then you want to talk like Scooby-Doo, you want to talk like Encyclopedia Brown, I don't know, (laughs) I don't know, like...
0: (laughs) Was some of that stuff you were into as kids, or you're not? You're not like watching, tuning into Law and Order every week. Or oh no! Like
2: oh no. no! 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 Um, I think the, Sco- the Scooby Doo appeal was more the cartoon than the mystery itself. But uh, <laughs>
0: I, I I can follow a plot.
2: <laughs> yeah! 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 So you're you're
0: generally not like a super mystery person.
2: No, I wouldn't. I, that would not be on the bio or my gravestone. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then the other side of. What we're doing is the anime side. Is that is that more your thing? Same deal. Uh,
2: I guess I'm into cartoons, but it, uh, Pokemon was the was the one when it was super hot uh, in elementary school. I'm trying to think of any other animes that I've watched all the way through. I tried Avatar. I'm not like I I know it exists. People like it. Um, also, not
1: actually an anime. Oh,
3: <laughs>
2: right. See, here I am being a rookie. Uh, yeah. I think that's it, to be honest. Uh, or the Boondocks—is that an anime? What is that? What do we call that?
1: I would call it highly anime stylized. Okay, yeah. all right. That's how as far as I go as well.
0: <laughs> cool. So you're like pretty fresh to, not fresh, because like everybody's heard of mystery, but you're 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 not super watched up in mystery or anime. And to ask the question: ever seen detective anime before? You watched this very representative episode. <laughs>
2: I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, I followed it. It was it was it was fun. But yeah, this was my first
0: uh, dive into the pool. <laughs> awesome. Well, this is episode thirty five of Detective Academy Q. We are very very close to finishing up this anime. But uh, Derek's with us for the first time. Other people may be listening for the first time. So, Michael, what what is Detective Academy Q? Detective Academy
1: Q is, is basically the adventures of a group of kids who uh, attend DDS, the Don Detective School, where they are learning to be detectives so they can su- succeed the headmaster, Don Morihiko, as like the lead assistant investigator to the Japanese police.
0: And they get in all kinds of trouble. Y- yeah, this is pretty perplexing about their involvement on this case. Uh, <laughs> but before we, di- before we dive all the into that, we have to spend 100% of our time talking about the new opening song. My my thoughts right off the bat were I liked some of the visuals with it, but I did prefer the previous song that we had. D- Derek, what, what did you like the song at all? What what did you think?
2: I th- I thought it was fun. I you know I had to get used to reading the words and also looking at the pictures, and I saw that the pictures were not relevant to anything, <laughs> uh, so I went straight to reading the words, and I thought the words were beautiful. Uh, yeah
0: yeah for, for for example, like this they reuse some of the shots from the previous openings, like some of the shots of them running in that field with all the flowers in it. but mm-hmm. there's also this thing with like the parrots flying like a a things but a whole bunch of parrots that come across the screen. and I have no idea mm-hmm. what that's about
1: and we've got this like it, it shows up in like five shots, I swear this like uh like watch on a chain that looks like a weird pendant with like a weird logo on it that has I assume has something to do. With Pluto, but doesn't have anything Pluto-esque on it. Yeah. It's
0: also not the weird pendant that Ryu wears. Pluto's the evil organization they're now working against, but they haven't come up in a few episodes now, and that continues here. hmm And then, yeah, the lyrics, uh, 100% this, that, and the other. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: we also see that Ryu's tattoo, finally, we see it on his neck in the opening, which we've not seen where it is yet, so now we know where his Pluto mark is.
0: Yeah, that's something... Uh, for our folks who are vested in that ongoing <laughs> plot, who want to know where this thing is going with Pluto, I think the biggest hint we got this episode was in that new opening. Mm-hmm. But none of that's relevant, so we'll move on. <laughs> we can move on. Cool. So this uh, episode opens at an amusement park. Mm-hmm. And with our characters on a roller coaster or some kind of ride. It's like a drop tower thing. Yeah, drop tower. Drop zone.
2: yeah, we had one in Kings Dominion. Drop zone
0: hmm right because you're like more from like dc area Virginia. yeah i grew up in virginia
2: and so yeah king's dominion this is like in like the heart of uh virginia fun place <laughs>
0: <laughs> my my like childhood growing up amusement park was six flags over georgia mm-hmm. and i've all i've been to the bush gardens in virginia yeah 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 williamsburg michael what was your main amusement park growing oh. up
1: well in philly we have like two primary ones we've got dorney park which is like a half amusement park, half water park. And its main feature is that you can go to both parks and only pay once, which is not something that anyone else does (laughs) unless they've changed that like the past three years since I was paying attention. Uh, And the other one is obviously six flags, great adventure. And both of them have like one of these towers uh, in varying
0: modes. Um, And so it's Meg, it's the two characters, Megu and Q who are on the roller coaster. Um, Derek, what did you pick up on these two characters throughout the episode?
2: Um, I mean, there's the, uh, there's the character that asks them if they're dating or blah, blah, blah. And they have that, they have that, like, Ash, Misty vibe, I guess.
3: I'm, go, <laughs> I'm already
2: taking it to Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, but honestly, the first thing was as was soon as they got off that ride and he mentioned something about pink water. And I, I just didn't know what that was, or was I supposed to know what that was?
0: Uh, we, we can explain that to you, I
1: think. Oh, it's the pattern that he saw on her underpants while they were riding the ride.
2: Okay, I thought that's
1: what that was. Okay. <laughs> he um, regularly sexually harasses her about the patterns on her yeah, underpants. Okay,
2: all right. Um, nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, she was wearing a, a, a skirt that wasn't regulation. Okay, I get it now.
0: That's... <laughs> She support. wouldn't be able to uh, play at Wimbledon with her skirt, I no, guess. No,
2: no, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was the first thing he said. He had like ice cream in his hand and, and, and they were talking about pink water. And I, I just couldn't tell how old they were.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's not a surprise. It took us probably 30 episodes to to figure out really. It was only like um, a couple episodes ago. I think our episode 19 they go undercover at a high school, and that's when they emphasize, "Oh, we're all in middle school, mm. except for the one really short kid who's in elementary school." But we were pretty confused: Are they in elementary school? Are they in middle school? Are they in high school? Yeah, for a while, these kids. It's good enough. Uh, the yeah, the third guy that comes up is Kinta, who's the who, he's the tall one, the athletic one, and also the one who has lots of odd jobs because he lives on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, so he first uh, appears as the, the a rabbit mascot courage the mascot of courage land yuki-chan yeah and he
2: and i so i i worked at toys r Us and i donned the jeffrey costume at, at one point he broke <laughs> the golden rule you're not supposed to take the helmet off in public like it's just uh, like that's also the rule in disney world or all those parks he, yeah like uh, he and that's when it also took me like it shocked me that
1: he did that uh just just blatantly broke the rule well he's not known for being a consummate professional
0: for kids that are somewhere like on the spectrum of believing these characters are real, like, that is r- r- real uh, aggressive. <laughs> Terrifying, yeah. Way to find out. <laughs> Mickey Mouse is peeling off his skin, Mom.
2: <laughs> just, yeah, that's traumatic. I, I I don't know. I argue that I, I'm a huge mascot fan. The I don't know. I, I was just going to say, the mascots are, probably hold one of the most important jobs in all of, like, entertainment. Uh, they entertain us at sports, at sporting events, as well as at these theme parks. They're, like, the most memorable part. Uh, and they they had the same expression the whole time. I can I can make this podcast a mascot podcast, but I don't want to make this a furry <laughs>
0: podcast, so I'll let you go on. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can all talk about our favorite Philly mascot. Yeah. yeah, came up clutch this week. Fang. Nope, nobody's a big Fang fan. Except, Fang? Except well, what, is fa- what is Fang? I don't know from Fang. Uh, he's the soccer mascot. Is that the Philadelphia... The Union? Yeah, the Philadelphia Union. I can't, I've never, I thought you were talking about Gritty. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know, that's, that, that's that's the joke.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't like this thing.
0: If you all have never seen a picture of Fang.
1: I don't like his weirdly real body with his very fake head. Derek, did you find it? Um, Fang? Uh, P-H-A-N-G.
2: Oh, see, there I am. I'm oh, not there not like a Philadelphian.
1: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Gotta spell that John right. Oh, jeez, okay. Yeah, he's not great.
0: He's kind of a snake. With arms? Mm-hmm. Got a little t-shirt on. Very blue. Yeah,
1: I feel like there's an actual player under there because he's like fit, and I don't I'm not into weird fits. <laughs> cartoon head snake.
0: When all of the Philadelphia mascots get together for like an appearance, it's that he's the one they they don't invite. <laughs> <laughs> right. So there's while they're riding the ride, and afterwards, every once in a while, we're seeing like a clock tick down. Mm-hmm. Um. But there, there was one other thing I noticed in this scene, which is there's a question of why they're at the amusement park. And Megu is like, I found the tickets, but uh, Kinta is insinuating that she bought them to go on a, on a date with Q. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, which is that old classic, I just found these amusement park tickets. <laughs> <laughs> and I need someone to go with me. Mm-hmm. But uh, when the clock ticks down, we figure out what it's for because the carousel blows up. And it's not clear if there was anyone on there, but it doesn't. they don't really talk about it. That so I assume that there was no one hurt. <laughs> Certainly
1: nobody runs away from the danger.
2: Oh, oh, they okay. So they were in on it from that that point. I didn't know that. Yeah,
0: they were <laughs> at the amusement park when the when this is the third of uh, third bomb that. Went <laughs> I off. thought they right, were right. okay. They're smarter than me. <laughs> and that's where Megu's looking around, and she notices someone in the crowd with like this long hair, these weird orange tinted glasses, mm-hmm. and a literal gemstone in his teeth. <laughs> yeah.
1: This guy's got some weird energy. And like, they almost play it up like she's remembering him because of her photographic memory, but I'm pretty sure if I saw this particular guy without my, with my non photographic memory, I would still remember him. Yeah, he had a vibe to him for sure.
0: Yeah. Mega with the pink hair has a uh, photographic memory. Oh, per- that's, that's perfect. Neat. Superhuman pho- photographic memory. <laughs> um, so as we move into the next scene, there's a whole bunch of other characters we don't have to talk about. There's three of them. Are the teachers? We don't have to talk about them too much. I don't think. Don is the head of the school. His assistant is Katagiri, the the woman, and Hongo is like the big gruff guy who's more newer. Um, and then we meet the two other kids in the class, um, the blue haired one Ryu, and the computer, elementary school computer genius Kazuma. Get any vibes off of these characters?
2: Well, yeah. I uh, obviously Don. You're talking. He's the head. He uh, the head of the school.
0: Mm-hmm. Some some
2: Professor X vibes. Yes. <laughs> yep. Uh,
0: we, we you know at first we were stuck on him as a Dumbledore type, but I've been especially trying to move away from that. And the way he lets these kids be put in danger is very Professor X. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And and his his use of, of the wheelchair obviously. Yeah. yeah. I think I got I just got confused with the, the two bigger guys when they're in the same room. uh you know
1: yep well i would say that if uh don is the dumbledore of the school and katagiri is the uh mcgonagall mcgonagall thank you the mcgonagall of the school then uh hongo would be the new uh snape of the school maybe (laughs) okay (laughs) well he hates everyone but is actually trying to protect them maybe i don't know and he wears black cloak all the time he's the wolverine oh there we go
0: Oh, we haven't done it yet, but we we could uh, uh match the five main characters to the five original X-Men. <laughs> I, I re- oh actually, oh no. Okay, this is happening. Uh the five original X-Men are Cyclops, Jean Grey, Beast, Iceman, and Cyclops, Jean Grey, Beast, Iceman, and Angel. Mhm. Yeah, I don't know if there's a lot of crossover. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure? Okay, cuz Angel is super rich, so he's Cosmo. Okay. I could buy that. Beast is like a beat down type so he's kinta
1: but beast is super smart and kinta's very dumb <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's true uh kinta might be iceman or q is iceman okay i'll have to think about this later i'll post it to our uh, facebook page probably not. <laughs> so they're now learning more background about this series of bombings that has taken place over the city the one at the amusement park was the third one the first one was two days ago at 10pm in Friendship Memorial Hospital. The second one was one day ago at 3pm at Fidelity Bank's main office and the third one was today at 1pm at Courage Land. So the police have asked for help from the detective school and so Don is bringing these five children in to (laughs) make sure that no one else gets hurt. (laughs) Derek you're shaking your head. They choose
2: (laughs) terrorist attacks and yeah, we're going to bring in our our young guns <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's quite the move. Uh, yeah, let's see if it works out for him.
0: <laughs> I guess we
1: can assume the entire school is working on it, and we just don't care enough to animate them. But <laughs> right,
0: yeah, yeah. Don's like you know he was he was a retired detective, private investigator that founded this school, and now he just sends out all these children. Yeah, and and th- with this being my first
2: my first episode, I wasn't sure what the scale because this is a, a terrorist attack. This is a public place. A bomb is put in a public space. <laughs> Um, we're talking hospitals. <laughs> I didn't, I couldn't tell if this was the scale of the mystery every time, and we just, like, we have yeah. episodes, like, of this ma- magnitude.
1: They certainly try to hit this high level of drama, but typically it's something like, a person has been murdered. Solve the yeah. mystery. <laughs> yeah, <that's... laughs> this is more like somebody saw an episode of 24, which is the vibe I got from the countdown of the, on the... Oh, right. The bomb ahead of, That's you know, in the beginning, and then there was like yeah, I think they were trying to capture, like, a 24 energy with this.
0: You're right, but this is the scale of, like, the Joker's plans in the Dark Knight that they're trying to stop. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah,
2: it's, it's, if this goes wrong,
1: this goes too wrong. I
2: mean, we're talking health, healthcare, we're talking finance, sectors, like, oof. Yeah,
1: um, maybe this is a minor, uh, quabble, quibble, quabble? Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> quirble. quirble, a minor quirble, but in the scene, they used this like very elaborate HUD map to show them where the three bombings were. And I'm like, you could use a regular map. This map was so busy. It was like a map on top of a map. And there were like lines where I guess like the prefectures are. And there was like geographical information.
0: I'm just like, all you need is three dots. On John the King, could John use...
2: King would love that map. Yeah. <laughs>
0: They were all pretty, yeah, all the things were within three kilometers of each other, which is about two miles of each other. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And they noticed from pictures of the crime scene that there's that same guy who who Megu spotted before at multiple crime scenes. But this is, I think, one of the craziest parts of the episode for me. In the pictures (laughs) that they have from the first two bombings, the guy doesn't have a ruby in his teeth. But when Megu saw him, he did. So sometime between the bombing yesterday at 3 p.m. and the bombing today at 1 p.m., this guy got a ruby embedded into his tooth.
2: I mean, he sounds—he like, just—he sounds like a fan fan of the, of the di- of the jewelry, right? This just sounds like he he set himself a goal, and by uh, by round three, he was gonna. Who knows what? Like, I feel like by episode six, he would have had like a full grill, or he would have gone like glasses. I don't. I think he was working towards his goals.
1: Right, like if this is his third piece, where are the other two? Is one of them like in his pancreas? Yeah,
2: oh, yeah. Or oh, you, you, yeah, you got you to gotta know him to find out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess there's very uh, uh, personal uh, jewelry mm-hmm. mm, that people might have. And I haven't thought about like the same variety of stuff you could put in your ears. You could put in those places. <laughs> so like people could have very expensive diamond studded is it, a, is it a Prince Albert I'm not googling it <laughs> I? all right
2: I just I just looked up Ruby is the is the July birthstone so like I don't know that's maybe he knew he was gonna make it to July yeah <laughs> uh
0: yes yes the Prince Albert is the piercing I am referring to <laughs> <laughs> try to get you out <laughs> uh but yeah I can't imagine putting like an expensive very expensive jewel type thing but i'm sh- I'm sh- sure it's done well there's other concerns there but anyway but the long and short of it is it's a very obvious like only
1: one person in the country definitely got this uh operation or whatever at that time
0: frame they yeah. find the guy real quick they know who he is and they they go right to him uh we see him first being like a weirdo He's a weird cultist. Yeah. yeah,
2: that was where I stopped. Where where was the where was this? Like he his a personal studio? that he had, was an art studio? Like they oh, went straight his, to him.
1: Yeah, like his weird home, I don't know. It's his improv theater. <laughs> <laughs> but this is at night. Yeah. He, <laughs> it's closed he, down.
2: He prayed to the guy. Yeah, I that was my thing. I was like, they know exactly where he is. And he wasn't hiding. There was no secret to where he was had his stuff going on.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Once they found him, I guess they just looked up whatever address like he lived at or whatever and went straight there you got register you gotta register your your, your homes yeah <laughs> um and and most of them go over to go approach him, which again like you're taking a whole bunch of children with you to confront this guy <laughs> a person who was killed or who
2: has planted three bombs already and ex- and exploded them and yeah they don't <laughs> think that he would rig the place for any sort of confrontation like this.
0: Well, he right. doesn't,
1: so maybe, so they were... <laughs> Called his bluff. He does have, I guess it would be eight more bombs left, and they're there with him, but they're not rigged to explode, so it's they're fine, not. it's totally safe, send the children.
0: Um, <laughs> and they call they call him a Jewelry Summoner. Ugh. He's renamed himself as Okture Andre, his original name was Taiki Yoshinari, and I did just a little bit of Google searching for Jewelry Summoner. It's. I don't think it's a thing. <laughs> Were they saying the English words? They were saying Jewelry
1: summer, Summoner in English, yeah. As if it's a thing. As if it's a thing, yeah. The very matter of fact, we're not going to explain this. He just was a Jewelry Summoner. Don't ask any questions. <laughs> it's each
0: their own. People who use the power of jewelry to speak to the undead.
2: <laughs> Didn't one of the... Wasn't that one of the Republican candidates for... What's her name? Uh, Marion? A uh, uh, Democrat. Oh, Marion Williamson. Marion was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was... Yeah. What, I mean, what's her job title? Jewelry summon. Thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jewelry summon. Uh, uh, democratic candidate and crystal enthusiast. Oh, crystal enthusiast. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the best
1: I could figure for why they were hand waving this like something that you could believe exists. Uh, so I, we talked about Shintoism a little bit, like this, these sort of like splinter religions, and they they often have like relics or treasure items that they believe gods might inhabit or have a link to or stuff like that. So there is like a sort of like folklory association between treasures and gods. And then like jewelry is just like it's a foreign word so it sounds fancy. So you could believe that they believe jewelry is like can be sacred, I guess, in a folklore kind
0: of way. Yeah. This show loves doing it and it's not and it and it's something that that's actually not exclusive to japanese mystery uh media but i can think of a couple other examples of the fake occult thing that ends up being just a mundane murder thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> the there's the uh, we watched a few episodes michael together of the Catriel layton show based on the spin offs of the professor layton video games um and every episode it's like zombies it's like something like that and then it just turns out that like this it's a guy who didn't get enough sleep or whatever <laughs> yeah the zombies were really just overworked scientists hey, they're out there <laughs> um we'll we'll definitely go into that so this idea of like setting something up themed on the occult but really it's just a regular murder mystery is something pretty common and of course the four people that go up to the room is the uh, Wolverine teacher Hongo and three of the kids and again they make kinto rush in with him because he's the tall one who has like some kind of combat training but it's not something you ask of a child anyway but mostly this is just about catching the guy and getting him in custody and finding all of his stuff he spouts a bunch of nonsense which ends up being important later they find a series of 12 boxes um five and they're numbered 5 through 12 still have bombs inside, so they believe that the fourth bomb has been planted. They also all have the name of a gemstone on the box. And he says, like, when the two needles point to the heavens, you'll know where the bomb is. Which is such a great school riddle, right? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The bomb's gonna go off at 12 o'clock. And they just arrest him, even though they're just people from a school yeah
2: that's where yeah again that's where another note i have is like they have the power of arrest they apprehended him very cleanly and very like professionally um but yeah it didn't seem like they had that authority but i guess they did <laughs>
1: <laughs> not only did they not bring police not only did they arrest him without police but then instead of taking him to the police they take him Back to the school, <laughs> <laughs> and no police show up
0: <laughs> Y'all got it this is, yeah, this is not how this would go <laughs> and they are, they're they're going they start questioning him in just in the principal's office yeah, this is very uh very Harry Potter I think this episode in particular uh just like how dangerous it is how like everyone's kind of relying on the kids to solve the problems and the uh the adults are kind of enabling them.
2: A very, yeah, very serious threat. <laughs> yeah. This man is
0: capable of, de- of of
2: large mass destruction.
0: And this is, was probably the craziest scene in the whole episode. Oh, yeah, I had such a weird with energy. The wheelchair business. Uh, does anyone want to say, save me the heartache of having to describe this?
1: <laughs> well, basically, he was like. They were like, tell us where the bomb is. And he's like, well, I will if you, like, debase yourself by, let, like, hauling yourself out of your wheelchair without help and letting me sit in it. And it's very weird, uncomfortable. And then, of course, he gets in the chair and he's like, lol, JK, I'm not going to tell you where the bomb is. <laughs> he's like, humans don't
0: have to tell the truth or something.
2: Yeah, because as he said, this was based off of, uh, he assumes that uh, they, the throne that he sits on is, is, is for the gods, so get up. I, yeah, it was... It worked on me. I got up from my couch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, where did you go when you got up? I,
2: I just wanted to make sure that he controlled, uh, you know, the throne <laughs> I was sitting on was not godly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I didn't think Don's approach was terrible. He's basically like, you know, can we, what are your demands? What do we have to do? What What can we do so you'll tell us this? But yeah, the uh, guy is just, um, he's he's a character from another TV show. Oh, <laughs> I mean, He's true? not. Oh, <laughs> you know, but he's like got. He's like the, he's the one person in the room who's talking too loud. Like who thinks he's in a different movie.
1: Mm-hmm. I got that vibe for sure. On a random related note, I know, I recognize the voice actor as being the voice actor of Chippity Crockett from G Gundam, which is uh, another very bonkers <laughs> character. He represents Neo America. He has a boxing robot uh-huh. which he pilots, and yeah,
0: <laughs> he's a very weird. And character. he's named Chippity Crockett.
1: Chibbity Crockett, yes. Not to be confused with uh, Jiminy Cricket or Davy
0: Crockett. <laughs> that's true. It's a fun fact. <laughs> oh, so does he have like a crazy like America robot that's like all red, white, and blue? or Yeah, something? it's a crazy
1: America robot. H- his shoulders turn into boxing gloves and his shield turns into a flying surfboard. Checks out. <laughs> <laughs> Very American.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a sport we should have is uh box surfing (laughs) where you like surf on waves but also box each other yeah perfect
2: yeah are we are we judging the wave riding or the or the fight or
0: both i think it's who uh yeah whoever falls off falls into the water yeah is (laughs) is out okay so they very quickly figure out they repeat something they're, they're at his place and they're looking at all the boxes they repeat something he said the city is a holy ground where the gods of jewelry dwell which is even after they've explained it mostly nonsense <laughs> um, but the main thing they figure out is that the gems are all birthstones wait do i know my birthstone does anyone know their birthstone nope i
2: googled oh, it oh i looked at this a, so yeah oh mine's a, a a yes same sapphire over here
0: oh cool let's see Again, I've already given the identity thieves my full name, so now I will give them my <laughs> birth month. <laughs> Peridot.
2: There we
0: go. Uh, opal.
2: What are the characteristics Whoa, of those?
0: Opals are boring. Why did I get an opal? <laughs> oh, yeah. What are the characteristics? Because that's the other part that matters, is like mm-hmm. the characteristics of the birthstone. Yeah, but this is also like much with the,
1: the flower language that comes up with anime a lot. Who knows if this is pretty exclusive to Japan, these associations. <laughs>
0: Um, August's birthstone, the Peridot, I'm reading off of, like, the internet here, uh, is a light green ancient cosmic birthstone that has been found in volcanic lava in Hawaii and in meteorites. The Egyptians called Peridot the gem of the sun and believed it had special healing powers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, it symbolizes strength. Strength, nice.
2: So, they would have found your bomb at the gym?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the, uh, it's, it's, like, literally the wordplay. So, it's the, like, strength... Yeah, the hot the hot strength gymnasium.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, did you write down the other locations and their associated stone, Noah?
0: Yes. So Garnet is the stone for January. It means friendship. And that bomb was found at the uh friendship hospital. Mm-hmm, friendship mm-hmm. Memorial Hospital. Amethyst was found in February, and that's Fidelity, so that was found at Fidelity Bank. And Aquamarine March is Courage, and that was the amusement park Courage Land. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we skipped something very important, which happened right before the commercial break, which was Q, at the beginning of the show in the first few episodes. Q always did his thing with this catchphrase, where he's like, "There's two hints," uh, and he hasn't done it in a while. But he did it here. He's like, "There's two hints that tell you where the the thing is." Oh yeah, yeah. His his uh, hinto futats. Yeah. The first hint is the empty box, and the second hint is the meaning the jewels carry. They. Ryu and Kinta end up going into the um the office where the guy is being interrogated while Megu and Q are going to go to the side of the bomb and run around with just minutes to spare before the bomb goes off looking for it while everybody else is being evacuated.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, there was definitely a, a big frustrating, frustrating point here where they have a half an hour left. They have safely evacuated the department store and they're like... Now let's keep putting ourselves in danger to find the bomb. And I'm like, everyone's out. It's a fucking department store. Leave. <laughs> hey, hey, no, it's, that's property.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, we want to talk about riots. <laughs>
0: yes. I mean, the, the main thing is it's like just Q's obsession with solving mysteries and like because if he doesn't solve it, it won't be, ever be solved. But it's like, you don't need to know where the bomb was hidden once it's gone off the, and the building has blown up. The fire department is very good. If the bomb goes
1: off, they'll figure out where it went off. It's fine. <laughs> She'll never get that Sears back.
0: The department store uh, is Sejo department store. Seijo means purity. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which makes me think this whole mystery is just a
1: shoehorned way of referring to the new opening, 100% pure. Like, I feel like it was all just trying to just
0: shoehorn that in. So I do think they do a good job with how this plays out in terms of cutting between the different locations and how all of that goes together. We've already expressed that it's very frustrating that they're even bothering. Um, but, it, you know, they build up some t- tension of some kind. Mm-hmm. Also, there's this weird throwaway moment where Kinta, like, gets on his knees and, and begs the guys to help, to help them. And he throws, like, a chunk of rock with a diamond inside of it at his feet. You know, that you just carry around an uncut diamond. Also, his hands were tied
1: behind his back. (laughs) That's talent. That was the one that was going to be in his pancreas. It was Mm -hmm. in his mouth, and he was going to swallow it when this bomb went off. Gotta keep it pure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, if you can get this diamond out of this stone, I will help you. But you can't, because you're not a god. I don't know that we're really capturing how kind of wild and out there this guy's whole deal is. Like... He is a jewelry-themed serial bomber who's kind of a cult leader for just himself. Yeah,
2: I was gonna say that this, you know, people you can't when someone's devout in their beliefs, you know, you can't really fault them when they go too far. I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> It's touchy. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere, he was guided toward this path, and he wanted to see it through.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then you know we see Q look behind a pile of clothing. So it's like, clearly he's searching very hard. (laughs) He like moves a pile of jeans away. And he's like, well, it's not back here. Where could it be? Only three minutes left. Oh, uh, they're watching. They have the TV on in Don's office. So some of this is like the reporter at the scene reporting on the thing. Some of it is we see Q and Megu actually running around. But Megu runs out of the building and comes up to the TV camera. No one stops her or prevents her from just hijacking this news broadcast. (laughs) She talks directly. She says, uh, Don, Q says he won't leave until he finds the bomb. And then the building explodes with Q inside. No. Tragic. And that's the end of our podcast. <laughs> you die for what you believe in. Because <laughs> um, it turns out uh, the the rest of the 10 episodes of this show are just... um One long, awkward funeral. It's like the back
1: half of uh, Haunting of Hill House.
0: Yeah, it sure is. Actually, the next 10 episodes are literally just the 10 episodes of The Haunting of Hill House. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) But animated and in Japanese and uh, from 2004. So it turns out there's a twist here. But the criminal is gloating. Everyone is sad. Like, Kinta is breaking down and whatnot. And they, they tell him he's one and they ask him, okay, where was the bomb? And he tells them exactly where it was, the seventh floor under a bench. And Q and Megu run right to it and like freeze it. So which stops it from going off. Because lol, it was fake. The video was fake. (laughs) Oceans. This was a plot. This was one of their brilliant plots. We had one just a few episodes ago where they tricked the guy into thinking with the poison, you know, there was poison. There was a very elaborate plot where they put poison in a cup or no, the killer put poison in a cup and then they moved the cups around so that the killer was the one who had the poison. Very Princess Bride. In order to get him to admit that he had done it. So this is a ver- another setup to get this guy to talk. Because they faked the timing so that the TV made it seem like it was noon. And they faked the explosion so that it made it seem like the thing was blown off. They even faked the reporter who was just another one of the students at the school. It was Yukihira, who we know
1: from Class A. And no yeah. one who hasn't seen the show would know who that was or why she mattered. Yeah, she was
0: wearing a wig to disguise herself as a reporter for no reason because he, <laughs> didn't, he has never seen her before. I, I was duped. <laughs> yeah, but she doesn't look any less of a reporter when she takes her wig off. Oh, yeah, that's a good question, Derek. I feel like we both had a sense that there was going to be the twist back, and that they weren't actually going to kill Q, because we like have watched enough of this show to know that he's definitely going to be in the last episode. Did you think? Did were you onto that oh, too? no, or? I was on
2: edge the whole time. I was like, "What? What are they doing? Did they mess this up? Did they like? How do you?" I thought I just didn't know how the show worked. Maybe they just replaced the kid. Like he really died yeah. for what he believed in. Uh, so yeah, I, I I I was definitely bamboozled. Um, like Ocean's Eleven vibes. I took my hat off. Bravo, folks! It's like, oh, they did it. That's how, how you do it. That's how the magic of CGI and the magic of uh, of uh, calling your enemies bluff.
0: <laughs> this is like the third or fourth time they made us think one of the main characters might have died. Mm-hmm. And then there's this whole discussion of like him substituting his own gods for the gods he believed in, and he's a blasphemer. Weren't you your own god? And it all of this stuff all throughout the episode is just total nonsense. Yep, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. I guess there was a clock that was correct on the wall, which we might have been able to spot throughout the episode. I didn't go back and look for it and realize that the time was different than the time on the TV. Oh, do you think they were showing their hand? I didn't look for that. I think they probably did show us that. But the culprit didn't notice. Don did notice because he's a brilliant detective.
2: (laughs) That was, yeah, that was the one thing that I, when they showed the twist and one of my head went like, they must have like, uh, when they apprehended him, must have like concussed him or something. Because if they arrested him that day and then like did all this during the same day, he would have a sense of what time it is, right? Like what time they came yeah. in and then like how, how long the thing they, I feel like they must've just hit him in the head really hard.
1: So that he's not thinking strictly.
0: I think it was a difference of like five minutes. So they were playing it really close. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's Okay.
1: Well, thank God they have instant bomb freezing technology. Whatever
2: that was, hell that was also an impressive machine that I hope everyone has. Uh- <laughs>
0: Again, like when you're trying to defuse a bomb, you do not send children (laughs) with their anti-bomb gun. They had
2: class on that, obviously.
0: (laughs) That's, you say that, it's probably true. They've had like similar kinds of very specific weird detective classes. Mm -hmm. What was the one that was just really random? Oh, Uh, um, we learned, they know scuba diving. They learned scuba diving.
1: There was their scuba diving class, their strangulation class.
2: And honestly, and maybe you all have discussed this in a previous episode, we talked about how the police on here, they, they, they uh, use these DDS kids, isn't this what, isn't this a, a push for defunding the police? Like, we put these funds towards these kids' FUBA classes, we put it towards their bomb. we train the kids that need to do the thing, that way the police can do their thing and get people out of buildings and, and, and whatever they need to normally do, the detectives got yeah. it. I don't know, I, I thought this know. was a strong case for defunding
0: the police. <laughs> that's, that's something we've looked at a little bit they really only have the police show up so that it maintains plausibility, I think. Because really, they want the kids to solve the mystery. Um, So usually, the kids have their, like, DDS notebooks. I don't think they did that much in this episode, but, like, they'll walk onto a scene, there'll be a police officer there, and they'll be like, get away, children. And they're like, no, we're from DDS. And they're like, oh, please, touch everything with your naked fingerprints.
2: And there, yeah, that cop's ego just goes, ugh, and then, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But... They're always right, so, you know, what are you going to do? Why wasn't I blessed to go to that school? I'm sitting here as a normal day-to-day beat cop. Uh, I hate myself. (laughs) That's how it goes. Please tell me that one of the episodes is about the police being corrupt or something. Somebody goes rogue. No? Ah, we got to write that one.
0: (laughs) I don't think we've seen it. Yeah, I I do think mostly like they're kind of unhelpful and incompetent, but not. But I don't think I've seen corrupt. Nefarious, yeah, All right. so much. Well, yeah, a
1: very strong incompetency thread, but yeah, to the point that, that we literally had an episode where we were like in the office of like the superintendent of Tokyo Police, <laughs> and they were like yo, there's a listening device in your office.
0: And he's like, what? I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that was there. I gotta go. Don <laughs> walks into his office and he's like, someone has plugged a bug into your outlet right there. It's 100% visible. <laughs> we're going
1: we're gonna to redistribute funds to this department. <laughs> <laughs> Generally speaking, I don't think the Japanese police are funded quite as strongly as
0: um, American police. That's true. General, so. and, look how successful and they, they don't are. have guns. Yeah. Oh no, that's yeah. a, that's a lie. They don't all have guns. Wait, that is something that hasn't come up. In the first 3 episodes they kept telling us about how this school the, the children are armed. Oh, it has they haven't. It's the only only school in Japan where the children are allowed to be armed. Oh. That has never happened in
1: 35. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and see if that was a mistranslation. We have not gotten any satisfaction on their promise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but this is the uh, this is the second bomb threat they've kind of uh, dealt with. Mm-hmm. the last stuff is this jo- there's, they're joking about Kinta's acting because when they were trying to convince because after like, Q was supposed to die he like threw himself on the ground and was like, oh no, oh no and Derek, did you watch the post credit scene? did you catch that? I
2: did, Um, the one where he's sitting on the mountain
0: yeah, because Kinta's acting is insulted and he's apparently still sad about it right <laughs> the line was,
1: your acting is more effort than yeah. talent or something like that yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> when he when he applied for that job at Courage Land they did give him a mascot suit instead of like a, a face uh, performer so it does add up <laughs> Yeah, he must have sucked at his audition as well
0: yeah this one oh boy so okay well, we'll I'll I'll hold all those uh sighs for a moment because we do have the new ending song
3: mhm
1: kaze ni mukai aruku ni which i did not bother to translate but i'll do it for next episode uh, <laughs> and i
0: like this better than the the opening song, the new opening song, actually. I thought it was a better song. Mostly just shots of them walking around. If I have one complaint is if, like, half of it is going to be, like, a loop of them
1: walking, you could draw the walking a little bit better. They were very three-frame.
0: <laughs> I mean, of course we both have a shared favorite walking and anime ending. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, we all spent 25 minutes of our lives watching that. And more than twenty five minutes of our lives talking about it. <laughs> I could go on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, uh, would you would you say you enjo- you enjoyed the viewing experience? What was what was it? Like?
2: I, no, honestly, again, I enjoyed it. Again, I got duped because I, I I didn't know. I thought they kid they killed the kid, and I was like, oh, this is you know your choices have consequences, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they don't. Uh, um, but no, I was curious. I was curious. I wish they did show. This guy's master plan, because I assume now he's apprehended in in jail forever. Um, again, like if, if he went to the hospital, the music park. Where was he going after the department store? Like where? I'm curious if the writers did all their homework about like which birthstone is going to be in what city, city, one city space? Because um, that's I don't know. That's that's
1: the type of stuff that's like oh they they really went there. <laughs> but of course, you know when you're writing a show in a fictional city. It's easy to do because you just make up a location for each thingy. So and they were like, "Let's stop at three. We don't have to do anything.
0: <laughs> That's it. We're, we're we're tapped." That that reminds me of the second Detective Conan movie, which I can't recall the title of. But there's a series there's a series of murders that are following like the sequence of a playing card deck. It's very different in the English. Um, audio translation because in the Japanese version it's all about uh like J- Japanese wordplay puns with people's names and the numbers and the the number picture of the number being in their name but they go through like 10 or 11 murders slash attempted murders as you're going through the deck of cards that's that's thorough <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's very thorough <laughs> and this one yeah they are like they they did they did just enough of them to like make a puzzle mm-hmm
2: and I'm curious if he had, like we said, the uh, when the heavens are touching the sky is when it's going to happen. I wonder if he had a, a little riddle for three o'clock or six o'clock or you know. <laughs> it's just, it's just, yeah, that level of that level of writing, it's it's good.
0: <laughs> when the clown is touching its butt. Yeah, yeah, is... and it's, they're not all
2: so easy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you need um, you need what's her face from the big comfy couch.
2: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the girl, the clown girl, she lays on her back. I know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, I'll show you, Michael. It was um, like an early childhood show from the early 90s, I think. Mm -hmm. And one of the things she would do is the clock dance or clock clock stretching, where she would lay on a mat that looked like the clock and move her body to point at the things Mm. in a very, like, doing splits,
1: essentially. When I was in kindergarten, we just learned about clocks using a paper clock we had to build. Uh, with those weird, like, those tacks that split open, like, just specifically for children's art projects. Mm, yeah, <laughs> Do yeah, kids yeah. still learn how to read clocks? Like,
0: everything is digital. Yeah. One I assumes,
1: mean, it's, right? Uh, I,
2: I, I gotta admit, my sundial is a little rusty, but yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but learning how to read sundials would not be the worst <laughs> skill. I mean, it's the kind of year we've been
1: having. Uh. Fun fact: From that same math book with the punch-out clock, we also learned about capitalism with punch-out money that we used to buy things <laughs> in the kindergarten class. Nice.
2: And what, was your teacher under a conservative or a uh, progressive agenda?
1: <laughs> I feel like she was probably progressive. Like looking, like I don't know for sure, but looking back, almost certainly. Nice. But it was a Catholic school, so who knows? So
0: overall, you had a good time. Oh yeah. It was it was an easy enough to jump in, like not knowing who all the characters were
2: yeah no uh, yeah uh once those once bombs start going off uh you just got to pick out you know you find out what's important <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah um and i think actually you're not the first person to like take more seriously threats of danger than we have <laughs> and i think like you're served by not having seen all the because we've seen them be in danger before and scrape through it but you're like i don't know this show like maybe this is the 10th child they've had right yeah it's just a throwaway.
2: <laughs> there's a q and a ryu right
0: Yes. So they just throw
2: yeah. names at new use next, you know? Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm always disappointed though. I mean, I I admitted that I chose you for this episode kind of knowing it would be disappointing, but like when there is we we mostly got last time uh last week when we uh on episode 21, we mostly got like a full murder mystery sort of thing. And I do think the murder when they do a full murder mystery where like someone gets murdered and they investigate, it's a more it's a better plot and a more satisfying. This was like very scrunched into one episode and just kind (laughs) of nuts. Yeah, they show
2: you the killer. They could show you the killer. Heads up, this is more of the like bank heist, like Ocean Eleven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I truly think they were going for a weird Twenty Four kind of vibe here. Twenty Four was definitely. What when was Twenty Four on TV? Two
2: thousand. Because I know it was
1: popular in Japan
0: because I saw a Jack Bauer action figure. Do you know what I just learned? Two thousand one. Kiefer Sutherland is Donald Sutherland's son? <laughs> Did everyone know that? It sounds plausible. Yeah. <laughs> and he has another brother who's an actor too. Nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's very hard to get movie roles in Hollywood when you get a ruby implanted into your tooth. Yeah. Maybe that's what he was so angsty about. <laughs> I would be. Um, I don't think I've asked you this yet, but you might have told us. Anything that this was familiar to, mm-hmm. Like uh, reminded you of?
2: Um, like I said, this whole like uh, switcheroo of cameras was Ocean's Eleven. I just recently saw that. Um, yeah. How they how they did that. Um, that's a little bit of um, what is it? Uh, Seven, where they've got the killer and he's like, uh, you know, he's making demands and being a little threatening while they have to solve a crime that he's already put in place. Yeah. That's uh, mm-hmm. and he's an and absolute psychopath. Uh, you know, some Kevin Spacey vibes. Uh, and, um, yeah, I don't know, that was, that was it for me, I mean, it's also an anime, so it, it was very, uh, or, yeah, Scooby-Doo-ish, Mystery Kids, but it was fun, I, I had fun, I, again, I was fooled, and I really thought they
0: killed, <laughs> killed someone, but... You were into it.
2: I was, I was enthralled, little timers Okay, stuff. but
0: given, given how much fun you had, would you watch more?
2: <laughs> Ooh, uh, I mean, I would, I would, uh... I would again probably try to. I'd probably want to check out a murder mystery one, I guess, to see how they change the flow, um, see how many like this seemed like a level ten of threat level. Um, but yeah, I feel like a single murder would have more intimacy that maybe it would be interesting. I realize they never killed anybody in Scooby Doo. It was never a murder. No, it was just, it was just a, some
0: bank sh- some fraud. But there were like <laughs> danger or risk situations and kind of people being attacked and threats of murder. Yes. No actual murder, <laughs> not on camera. <laughs> That's a different show. That's the show. Oh well, um, Michael and I listened to. I don't think we ever actually finished it, but we listened to most of a book on tape. Oh, uh, it's called Meddling Kids, and it's like a Lovecraftian story and insta- inspired by Scooby Doo, where like these cl- these characters who are clearly Scooby Doo analogs, like they have a dog, and one of them is this the Fred uh saw something as children when they were investigating these kooky mysteries that has seriously scarred them as adults <laughs> and they come back to their town to investigate and that that that's the that's a scooby-doo where people were murdered okay
2: okay it's fertile soil honestly <laughs> fertile soil kids kids solving mysteries and the and the repercussions
0: <laughs> yeah um and that's one of the interesting things in anime overall because michael has been showing me digimon And that is kids in lots of danger, but it's like, you know, it's fun cartoony danger. I
1: I would say they're in more danger in the current remake than they've placed them before.
0: Right, because they're riding around on their Digimon a lot more. (laughs) Um, But I know like in the, we saw the newest movie, or maybe you were just telling me about this, is like what repercussions do we now have as adults because we spent all of our lives as children like fighting <laughs> these weird uh, anime battles? It's worth discussing. <laughs> it's worth unpacking. Cool. So, you know, it is worth unpacking, and we can only do so much unpacking here on the podcast with the time that we have. But if you're listening to this podcast and you want to chime in, you can send us an email at messagepodcast at gmail.com. Um, and we will share your thoughts on the podcast so other people can
1: hear what you say. And you can send us photos of the weird places on your body you've had jewelry installed. Photos included.
0: <laughs> Again, Michael, if we get anything really weird
1: because of the requests you make, I'm sending that straight to you. Oh, don't don't add anything to your body. Only send us
0: photos if you already have it there. Is that better now? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's only totally so many places on your body you could put jewelry and not all of them are places we want to see surprise us Derek! i'm really glad you're joining us today and and talking through this one i know you're doing the show hold up um so did you have that coming up again soon or other things you want to share
2: uh yeah we we do it every thursday we should be going up the first week of december and uh lining it up so that we'll also be on new year's eve um but yeah i don't know uh you can find find that instagram you'll find me you'll find maybe other stuff that i have uh yeah
0: that's the main thing oh i like that you set up like a little mystery oh for yes people. you like, picked it up <laughs> if they find a show then they can find you, you gotta feed them a, a handsome gretel trail bread trail <laughs> <laughs> and it'll lead them to a location where they'll open an envelope don't promise people in arg we're not prepared to deliver
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i'll just add it to the list of things we're not prepared to deliver <laughs> okay <laughs> so yeah thanks so much Derek, it's, uh, it's good to catch up and to chat through all this with you. Absolutely. Um, our next episode is a big one. It's um, not only do we have two mystery guests coming in, a double, double feature. Uh, we're covering four episodes of Detective Academy Q episodes 36 through 39. Um, there's some kind of murder mystery involving a violin is what I gathered here. It looks uh, pretty exciting. I'm not 100% sure because we haven't seen it yet that all four episodes cover the murder mystery, but they all kind of go one to the next. So uh, we will be covering those next week. And you all have listened to this episode of our podcast with us. Thank you so much. Um, If you want to spread the word and get more people listening, um, you can review us on Apple Podcasts. Give us that five-star rating or, you know, whatever you deserve. (laughs) Uh, If you rate us lower than five stars, we will get a gold Sharpie and fill in the fifth one on the screen. But no, you can, you can be honest on there and, and say what you like or don't like about the podcast, because uh, we appreciate that feedback as well. You can also send us that feedback or engage with us on Facebook, Dying Message Podcast, at Dying Message Pod on Twitter. That's where you will find out about our new episodes. And um, yeah, if you haven't already, send us that email, DyingMessagePodcast at gmail.com. And keep listening. We are... 10 episodes left in Detective Academy Q we're covering mo- almost half of them next time. So, we're there. We're going to we're going to find out what what happens at the end of the show and uh if it if it all lives up to the hype. And then maybe if you're all lucky, we'll finally
1: explain Detective Conan. Or
0: not. <laughs> Let's not promise something we can't deliver. <laughs> <laughs> okay, adding it to the list. Uh oh, uh, of course, Derek, I can't let you go without hearing <laughs> about the mystery of the Pokémon trading cards. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I got you. Um, yeah, so I used to work in Toys R Us. I worked there for about a year, um, and so I was in the electronics. I, I worked there for about five months, and then got uh, promoted to the electronics, the R Zone. Um, but there was one, you know, that's my whole wing to myself. Um, but I'd also have to do shelving and all this and all this stuff. And one time, one after one evening, I don't want to say it's around Halloween or. Uh, Falls Christmas season uh I see a Pokemon card uh, um what is it an eat the green energy the green leaf energy card just like loose leaf just on the ground uh and it's weird because you know they're supposed to be in packs and whatever whatever uh I see that on the ground in between uh, PlayStation and GameCube or whatever it was at the time and then I pick it up walk towards the front of my little section and right outside is another one it's uh Let's uh, let's say it's a, a Professor Oak card. Another one that's one of the common ones that nobody cares about, um, uh, and they're, they're just they just you find out they're just sprinkled throughout. Um, just the the more common ones, the ones nobody cares about uh, that are in, found in a booster pack, um, and 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 you just a little a little trail again, like I used before, a, a breadcrumb trail um, leads me to a, a, a child um, who's just like. Fiendishly going through these, looking at them, and and I guess he found, I guess the best card in that deck he had was like a, what was it like a, what's the thing the Charmeleon which was like the second thing of Charmander, anyway he didn't want he didn't like what he had but he was just playing around with the cards, uh, walked up to me and was like you want a battle and it was like fifteen cards, uh, and I and I, told him like hey you uh you broke the law here um but. My extent of me doing anything it is nothing. I didn't tell a manager because I'm a bad employee, but I didn't also just didn't care. Uh, <laughs> um, but still, so yeah, that was the mystery. I guess I've I found the kid. I do want to tie this back into the to the show though. Like I don't I didn't part of the reason why I maybe didn't call for the authorities. Maybe this kid was like praying to his Pokemon gods. Like I remember when I was <laughs> into the show, and really just you know these booster packs are are mystery mystery packs um, that could have rare cards in it and maybe he prayed that day and thought that the gods would favor him and they didn't and he just thought to take it out on the toys of us i will say maybe the next time he should pay for them but uh game recognizes game i let him leave <laughs> and uh there are a lot yeah, that's, of that's alarmist the
1: uh, there are a lot of like alarmist uh like uh conservative people from back in that era who would be like very pleased to hear you talking about people worshiping Pokemon cards so they'd be like, I'm right, the kids yeah, right. f- yeah they their, la- their, their
2: laminated decks <laughs> that is holding them right now, going through every page. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's that was a thing. It was less of a thing by the time I was working at Toys R Us, but you want to see the youth get into it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was again, I, yeah, if that kid grows up to be the laminated folks that we're talking about now, I didn't want to be the one to stop them. Um, but maybe I was the one that also caused Toys R Us to go under completely. So, again, I'm sorry. If I... Yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> that laissez
0: faire attitude. <laughs> the stakes of sharing this story on a podcast are much lower now that the Toys R Us doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. I, yes,
2: I'm free from the. Yeah, what is that? The, uh, uh, the Statue of Liberty. Stat- thank you. Thank you, Mike. That's there's, no,
0: like. there's no uh, plush giraffe looking over your shoulder. Well, well I still have my old shirt. <laughs> i guess i i never really had pokemon cards did you have pokemon cards growing up
2: i remember someone gifted me the like
0: starter set which was like 100 cards and
2: it was like it had like a zapdos in it and maybe like a what's one other rare one um but I, I no i didn't collect them i didn't play um i had some friends that did and i don't know where they are now
0: <laughs> I never understood why my parents like really discouraged me from that stuff but I think they knew it, it's a big money sink yeah. oh it's absolutely a money
1: sink I did play it uh, growing up nice. and I went to a comic book, to do, uh, comic book store to do like the Pokemon trading card game league and I was never uh, like never particularly great compared to other kids because I went to a comic book shop on the main line and I was a poor kid uh, and they had way better cards mm-hmm. than I did so yeah oh yeah
0: I love <laughs> how all these games it's like if you have the money to spend right to buy the best cards it's like
2: that's still the case people... today yeah it's micro yeah, Exactly. actually
0: people complain about pay-to-win
1: uh cell phone games but it's just this the song is this oldest time yes yes <laughs> perfect
2: yeah exactly it's 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 always gonna be there the haves and the have-nots and the free to play yeah that's funny And then, do you remember there was a um, a Game Boy game of the trading
0: card game? I had that. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what am I doing here? (laughs) 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 Well, maybe really what Q should have done is he should have, like, done a supermarket sweep of the most valuable things in the department store (laughs) to get them out of the building. Like, filled up on those Pokemon cards in case there's a rare one in there. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were. And then. This was uh, Silly Bands. We're at a high point. I did watch Supermarket Sweep last night while you were asleep, Michael
1: okay the new one how dare you <laughs> yeah the new it's one. it's not good
0: it's not i liked it how much time we got <laughs> I, it, <laughs> how much time do you i got?
2: got all the time listen this i i don't know i'm a big fan big fan of the one uh that's on netflix now and it, and it was on pax um so i don't know the vibe was just different and then they changed the bonus round i don't know i don't mean to pop the balloon <laughs> i'll have to
0: i'll have to watch the original
2: <laughs> oh it's so much better
0: and that closes the case on this week's Dying Message, the Detective Anime Mystery Podcast. Episode 22, in which we put precious gems in private places. Podcast cover art created by Miriam Bloom. Music excerpted from Solve the Damn Mystery by Jesse Spillane. Thank you again to our mystery guest, Derek Hayes. Coming up, whose life will be next put in the hands of five middle schoolers? How many violinists does it take to solve a murder? Um, whatever you like died all that and more when we next examine the scene of the crime for that fatal note the dying message i love having people who like share with us all their favorite animes and i love having people that have never seen it before because uh it's it's all about i feel like getting getting a random person and seeing not random but you know seeing what they think
1: I feel like we successfully somehow end up giving the weirdest episodes to the people who have no context <laughs> for anime and don't realize
0: it's especially weird. <laughs> I, you, you, you say that, Michael, but I'm the one booking the guests, and I had a sense this was gonna be weird when I asked Oh, hysteric, okay, that's fair. Because I like having like a genuinely funny person when I think we might be uh, watching some nonsense. <laughs> Not to insult our uh, other guests. Which you just did. Oh, you hear that, folks? (laughs) It's okay. I don't think they listen to the podcast.